Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Man, all of that sounded good, didn't it? All 33 minutes of that Mike Tomlin press conference yesterday injected into my veins. Well, except for one little catch. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also happen to offer daily shots of the Penguins and the Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover. I hope you'll give those a try as well. Tomlin came into the press conference room with a, oh, I guess I'd be safe in saying a forced smile on his face as he was prepared to share a funny with everybody. And he did. He said that he's in a better mood and he'd be willing to take contract questions. And I don't know if he expected the the room to just bust out in like Tonight Show level laughter. (laughs) Or whatever, but you know, it got a little bit of a giggle, and then he proceeded to answer every question. He proceeded to at least attempt to give honest, emotional, broader picture type of responses that meant something not only toward the current season, but also toward any trends, including the ugliest of all, the no playoff wins in seven years trend that go back further. Maybe the most emotional moment was when he brought up himself that his greatest regret is not getting Marquise Pouncey a championship. And you had to have witnessed the relationship that these two had to understand that this coach felt that it was on him to get Pouncey that championship, not the other way around. Not to mention a lot of other players from those teams in the 2010s, but also a lot of guys that are on this current team. Cam Hayward, TJ Watt. And along the way, and most relevant, Tomlin talked about the immediate future. He said he's going to go to the outside for an offensive coordinator. That was probably the headline of the day, considering the way he's hired coordinators in the past. He also said he wants that coordinator to have NFL experience as a coordinator. Woohoo! He then put forth some red meat on the quarterback's front, saying that the team wants to keep Mason Rudolph. He actually made it sound like he's kind of expecting that they will. And remember that that takes two. In addition to laying out a scenario in which Rudolph challenges Kenny Pickett for the QB1 spot, in which he expects, and he said so, that the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2024 is someone who's already in-house, and he even, gasp, said nice things about Rudolph when asked specifically if he'd seen things 
from Mason that he might not have expected? Oh, certainly. Um, I don't think that any of us can deny what we've seen um, over the last um, month or so. Um, I cannot underscore um, how impressive it is to be ready. Um, Forget performance, man, to be ready um, to deliver. Um, And he was, uh, and that preparedness showed. And so certainly, um, you know, we're less speculative about his capabilities because uh, there's evidence of it, um, and evidence of it in, in tough circumstances. How about that, huh? Evidence was the word he used. Evidence. When the subject of Najee Harris's remarks in Orchard Park about the team needing to change some things in the areas of discipline and conduct and so forth, instead of giving the usual uh, snapback that you'd get probably about 99.999% of the time from him to something like that, he said, yeah, we actually do. We have to talk about all kinds of things. We have to fix all kinds of things. When he talked about not winning a playoff game, and that included not winning any over seven years, he responded with, it sucks, and he ended up using the word suck, I think, four or five additional times over the next couple of sentences. Oh, by the way, just as a throw-in, he threw in that he's getting an extension, that he expects to get an extension. He expects to have that done with Art Rooney. Rooney would confirm that after the press conference. And even that felt somewhat parenthetical. There was a lot of stuff that came from this. And you want to know something? Doesn't mean a damn thing. Not in this moment. It'll only mean something if action follows. And not action for the sake of checking off a box, but action for the sake of Wow, what we've done isn't good enough. Whoever our people have been, whatever our processes have been, they haven't been good enough. His own coaching, from strategy to personnel to pet favorites to staring up at the scoreboard to see the replays to decide if he should throw the challenge flag, this is all stuff that's got to be on there. I don't know if it is already. I don't know and can't know if Tomlin's already had some type of meeting with Rooney. I'd say it's safe to assume that he has, considering the whole extension thing, and then Rooney being there to confirm it. And I can certainly hope that that's begun. And I can certainly hope that Rooney's the one driving everything that needs to happen, that there's a real plan behind it, that it's really thorough, and that whatever it is that gets decided by Rooney gets followed up by Rooney. Some of these things, my friends, that were spoken yesterday were spoken for the first time. Now, a lot of that's because of the nature of the press conference. But some of it, most notably the quarterback stuff, was spoken for the first time, and nothing stopped him from speaking any of that during the season. I will continue with my quarterback fixation because it's the game's most important position, because the Steelers aren't going to be going anywhere until it's fixed, 
and because now we all have, here's that word again, evidence that Rudolph was able to get the job done in the equivalent of a quarter of a regular season. If it takes Rooney influencing or even outright overruling Tomlin on that subject and other subjects, then this offseason is off to a wonderful start. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and They've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Michael, and it's in reference to Mike Tomlin's remarks yesterday about the looming offensive coordinator search. Michael asks, how does the Steelers organization look like as a whole when compared to other organizations that need an OC for the coming year? I'm obviously biased and would say that it's an opportunity that you don't pass up lightly. Michael, one of the great misnomers that happens any time there's a, a search for a coordinator or other assistant positions, or even for that matter, head coaching positions, is that people will wonder which jobs are the most attractive, which team would somebody absolutely not go to. And there have been extreme examples in the past. I'd say seven, eight years ago, if you were an up-and-coming coordinator and you were offered a gazillion dollars to go work for the Browns, you'd be nuts because you'd be burying your own career before it had a chance to get going. But there really aren't teams like that now. There's not an 0-17 type of team that's getting trampled by everybody every week. <laughs> As the Steelers kind of found out the hard way by losing to two 2-10 two teams on back-to-back weeks. And to your point that you seemed to be making there, unless I'm misreading it, the Steelers are still the Steelers. They still come with a prestige that's legitimately special in the NFL and really across the world of professional sports worldwide. If you have the opportunity to be the offensive coordinator for the Steelers, this is not something that you're going to go, boy, I don't know. Is that really like high up enough for me on the football food chain? But then there's another thing. If you're a coordinator and you watched the last four games, just the last four games, because you know you're not going to be overseeing Mitch Trubisky. If you just watched the last four games and said to yourself, huh, that's some young talent there. Not super young, but when you're talking about Najee Harris, George Pickens, Broderick Jones, Calvin Austin, depending on how creative you intend to be with your speed 
And then on top of that, you look at how they came together underneath a coordinator, I should say two coordinators in Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan, whose work wasn't valued enough by Tomlin that he's not even considering either of these two gentlemen for the position. And you put that together with some steady pieces on the line, Pat Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson, who, yes, will be back. The running backs as a tandem, meaning Harris and Jalen Warren, of course. And then, you know, the quarterback putting up 112-plus on the QB ratings in the final three regular season games and then holding his own against Josh Allen in Buffalo. That's not exactly going somewhere to die. That's a situation that an ambitious coordinator who has real belief that his ideas will be implemented and not screened out or filtered out, that can be attractive. There's no reason that the best coordinator candidate around would turn their nose up to that. But the main motivation for that, and I say this a lot, so you've heard this from me before, I apologize. There's only 32 of these jobs on the planet, okay? I mean, you can only work your way so high in this particular profession. There's not a higher league. There's just the NFL. And if you're the type to say no, no, no all the time, eventually they'll start taking you seriously with that response. I appreciate the question. It's a really good one. Wasn't expecting anything like that. Appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers today, all week long, but all season long as well. I did promise that I was going to keep these going every day through the weekends as long as the team was eliminated. Then the team was eliminated. So I'm going to be taking the weekend off and we'll be back with a new episode of Daily Shot of Steelers on Monday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 